You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Welcome to Aging Starts Now. I'm host Barbara McGinnis, certified elder law attorney and partner at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Joining us today is Teresa Law, LPN. She is an end-of-life doula. Welcome, Teresa. What's an end-of-life doula? Thank you, Barbara, for having me today. Um, End-of-life doula is something new of a good question and one that I'm asked often. To start with, a doula, whether at birth or end of life, is a trained professional who provides continuous physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and practical support to individuals. Each doula specializes in the service that they provide, much like physicians and attorneys do. Okay, so it's a it's a professional um, association between um, the doula and the recipient of services, the person. Do you have to be um, clinical to be a doula? No, you don't. And that's the wonderful thing about this, Barbara, is that when you look at doulas, doulas have been around for hundreds of years. They just didn't have a title. Let's go back to our grandparents or great-grandparents times when someone was passing away or delivering a baby. Mm-hmm. What happened in the community? The next door neighbor came over, maybe before the doctor got there on birth or at end of life. They sat at bedside. They worked vigil. They helped families. They supported them. They held their hands. They did service work, which is kind of what a doula does. They just didn't have a real title or certifications that were there to be able to bring everybody together and bring more awareness to what we provide. So, so what's now? Now, what is the educational process to become a, an end-of-life doula? There are several courses that have been prepared. The one that I chose after looking at several is through Conscious Dying Institute after Boulder, Colorado. Unlike nurses or attorneys, it's not a licensure, it's a certification. So some of these courses vary greatly. I see probably in the near future that it will become a licensed course or opportunity that people have. The one that I took was a six-month course for certification, and it starts out basically giving you um, the coaching opportunity because people don't understand what they need till they need it. And so some of them stick strictly to bedside 
and what's offered at bedside. But there's so much more that a doula can encompass. And due to my um, history in work, I wanted a very broad spectrum. So that's why I chose Conscious Dying Institute. We, we look at the five domains individually and take each one of those as we work with clients. Okay, so when you say five domains, that's when you were talking about the physical and the spiritual. Yes, ma'am. Um, and the emotional. So I remember three of the five. You did good. Physical, <laughs> emotional, mental, spiritual, and then practical support. What do you want done with your body? What do you want with service when you pass away? Uh, those type things, let's face it, we know what we want, but have we discussed it with our families? Do they have the same wishes and desires? Barbara, I know you guys see this when they come in to see you and mom and dad won't do not resuscitate and the children want everything that can be offered to mom and dad at the time that they get sick. A doula fits in that spot and helps them glue together and understand what each wants. You know, that makes great sense, but, um, you know, just something struck me about the increasing number of people that are aging solos or um, unsupported elders. What a, you know, maybe you don't have anybody to tell that stuff to, yes. you know. So who's your biggest client base? Do you actually seek those people out or how do people find you? Well, and that's, um, you know, I have been blessed in the work that I've done through the last year. So people will call and go, I don't know what to do. And I'm great. It might be a doula aspect. We want those single people, the ones that don't have families. Absolutely. Because they are the people that will be well, sometimes least supported. We do a vision map that we have that basically says, where are you today and where do you want to be? And in order for us to work through that, we use a three-month framework. If you were going to die in three months, what would you want related to your physical domain? Your okay. immune so you don't have to wait until you're three months away from dying. You're just saying that's, that's just sort of like your frame of reference yes. for somebody. Just, if we okay. don't have a framework, we don't really take it seriously. We can take clients, Barbara, um, that plan ahead. Yeah. I am an individual. I don't want to die alone. I want my things in place. Great. That's a great client for us to work with. Another client would be, I just got a serious terminal diagnosis, and I'm in flux, my family's in flux, I don't qualify for hospice today, but I need somebody to talk to, I need to plan, I need to get things in place, that's where a doula can come in to see them. So, you mentioned hospice. Um can you can you work together with hospice? Do people choose one or the other or we work 
we work together with hospice. As a matter of fact, they can be one of our greatest partners. Um, doulas, as we talked about, have been around for hundreds of years. Hospice started in 1974, and it serves a wonderful purpose, but they are paid by Medicare, which is a clinical background. They do have great support through chaplains, their volunteer services, their social workers, but how much time they can spend in the home, as we well know, sometimes can be limited, and the doula is not. She can stay as long as the family or client needs them to be there to be able to be supportive for longer blocks of time. So, hospice is a Medicare Part A service, and so people don't really pay for, uh, there's not an out-of-pocket expense necessarily associated with the hospice service. But anyway, that's a different podcast, right? How are you paid? Well, I will tell you that doulas work in many ways, and they're paid is is looked at differently what we just talked about hospice there are doulas that work inside hospice they may be nurses or chaplains or volunteers that have that certification service and they may be able to provide a little bit more than what they normally would have we have doulas that are actually working with elder law practices similar to yours that bring in that component that are paid through the practice Most doulas are private paid at this point in time. A lot of doulas are working um, free because it's something that they feel like they are called to do and they volunteer through hospice to be there with that one person at end of life because they have no one else. Most doulas, this has become their um, passage in life, so they have an hourly rate that they have established. Personally, I meet and talk with potential clients and family, and there's a free 45-minute consultation to sit down and talk with them to see where they are and what's going on and, and would a doula be appropriate for them. After that, my hourly rate is $50 an hour for consulting. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at saying we want to be a part of a best three months course, that is a course that's taught in completely different and that fee is done by course uh, where it's taught and who the educator is that's training it. Oh, okay. Are there any courses locally? Actually, I'm glad you asked. Ashley Bright, who I believe you well know, is Mm -hmm. a local social worker. Ashley is an end-of-life educator, and she I took her course three years ago. She teaches those and tries to do at least two or three a year. COVID kind of stomped that, Uh, but she does have those, and I have her contact information, and you do as well. If anybody listening to the podcast wants more information on courses, I'll be happy to get those for her. Ashley teaches them in North Nashville, and there are a couple of other doulas in the South Nashville and toward Murfreesboro side that also have local classes available. Okay, so you're a doula and you focus on end of life um, or planning and there are birth doulas. I guess we've all heard about birthing doulas. 
Are there other kinds of doulas? We kind of join each other. Uh, end of life, often people think um, that we're talking about the sides that we've talked about. One story that I love to tell is one of our alumni in a meeting looked up and said, well, uh, they were asking, what's been your latest client? And she immediately said, I need to tell you about mine. She said, one of my best friends called me and said, I'm having issues with my eight-year-old. And we're not, we're not getting there. We're not supporting her enough. And she said, how can I help you? She said, our fur baby, our dog, passed away. Mm-hmm. And my eight-year-old has been, we cannot support her. We cannot get her to quit crying. We can't get her to eat enough. We can't support her. She's lost her very best friend. Can you help us? So she went to the home and sat down and talked with the eight-year-old on the floor while they're playing, you know, just, I mean, literally she walked in, the eight-year-old started crying, and they sat there and bonded in the home. She finally was able to bring up their favorite friend, and the eight-year-old started talking about the dog. Mm -hmm. And what she missed was being able to play with her favorite friend with their toys they played together with. They had a basket of their favorite toys. So before she left, they took the basket outside and they sat where her special friend had been buried. And they sat there and took each toy out and talked about special memories and how they played with them and how the child could come out and do that again and talk with her friend, and it was okay. Well, I think that's going to make me cry, Terry. That's just the sweetest story. Well, that's okay. It made me cry the night she told it. (laughs) Uh, But it's, I want people to understand that an end-of-life doula takes many aspects. We have doulas that just deal with uh, trauma. Maybe they have been an abused spouse, Maybe they've been, um, PTSD is huge that doulas spend time with because of the support that they need. Now, that support may deal more on their emotional and mental side, but will go into the spiritual Mm -hmm. or physical side. Maybe they were, you know, in service and lost limbs or whatever else or had the traumatic brain injury. So we can pick up a lot of places that um, mental health has such a stigma and people go, well, I'm not going to counseling. I'm not crazy. I wished I never heard that, but we do. And sometimes a doula can just sit down and talk with someone and get them to open up to the possibilities of where they can find support. Hmm. Um, you know, it's like a nice adjunct. Um, and I can really think we need a dementia doula. I will tell you that Ashley is actually working with someone local that we all know, Miss Mary Ann at the veranda. Uh-huh. And she is working on adding a component at Conscious Dying related to dementia. Because if you've not worked in that field, you don't understand. You can't 
wrap your hands and love around the dementia person and help the family understand. The family has lost that loved one, and I'll use my mom. Mm-hmm. I lost my mom over a 15-year period from the time that we first realized that she was changing mentally until the day I lost her. But when that time comes closer, it's like all that period of time is gone and people lose sight of where they are and what's going on. So dementia is becoming a very increased place. And so a lot of times Ashley or myself will be called, where can we go? Mary Ann is an end-of-life doula as well. So she brings a wealth of information to come into. So there are some there. We just need to educate our community to look for end-of-life doulas. There are national and international services, affiliations that are there. You can Google people, but start local. Sure. You want someone in your back door. Now, you may find someone in Tennessee in those associations. Uh, We are actually working on a uh, group and alliance in Middle Tennessee and getting that more visible to let our people in Tennessee know where we are because, let's face it, that's what's really close to our heart. But we also have graduates from Conscious Dying all over the U.S., And in Canada, and I had a student with me that's actually in Russia. So a lot of countries are looking at this. You know, a lot of countries do death way better than the U.S. does. Uh, We are afraid of death. We're fearful of death. And we need to understand that when we're born, one of the last things that we will do here is die. And we want to be able to do that well under our terms and supported in a manner that we want. I agree, Terry. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you for joining, Terry. Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 